and welcome to the Randy Savager Show podcast. That's right, that's right, audio only. Pew, 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 pew. Don't worry about it, ladies and gentlemen. The only reason I'm bringing you audio only is because I want to bring you more quality content. And I ran the math. I did the numbers. You know what I'm saying? I crunched them like an accountant. And uh, if I do more audio podcasts, then that means that I can create quality content for you guys, not only while I am at my domicile, but while I'm on the move, baby. Sorry about that. That's a little non-quality, that turn left, turn right stuff. But yeah, so I can make you content while not sitting, you know? And uh, no, because I, I am a one who was taught to invest in myself, I can bring you quality content. You you know, you get to have uh, had this type of sound. I know that I sound basically perfect, you know? The black Joe Rogan, as they tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, let's get into it. So, uh, this, this past weekend, huge, huge, huge UFC heavyweight fight. <clears throat> in my opinion, it was um, one of the most important fights of the last hmm, at least 20 years. Last 20 years, you know, because that Muhammad Ali stuff and whatnot. I don't really know. I know that uh, that was really important to a lot of old people. So I'm sure it might have been it might have been bigger than this is as big as it is for people who follow fighting now. You know what I mean? So if you do know what I mean, go ahead, drop it down in the comments, leave it below, tell me what I mean and what I'm talking about. Anyways, UFC 270 heavyweight Nuganu, Francis Nuganu versus Cyril Frenchy. I don't know his last name, I'm sorry, and I don't mean any disrespect because I think that you are gonna be big. Huge, dude. Especially because it seems like you just follow the rules and... Well, Naganu, Francis, he does. So Francis Naganu, first off, I just want to say is pound for pound, the greatest fighter who ever lived so far, like recorded in history, um, largest fighter, amazing, and um his story is really important because he's not just like this giant beast of an individual. He's a man whose story started paddling with his hands, you know, uh, through Cameroon, through Africa as an illegal immigrant, fighting for his, to get, to make it into a, a better life. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know the specifics of how they do immigration over there, but from his side of the story, when we listen to it, you know, it's not very fair, right? So, you know, this man who, when he was a boy, worked in a sand mine in Africa, um, six foot nine, uh, 270 pounds solid, not Tyson Fury weight, you know what I mean? Not any Tyson Fury weight, but this, uh, this incredibly brave individual risked his life many, many times to make it over to France because he wanted to become a boxer. And um, 
he was, you know, picked up, almost killed many times. Uh, there is so many parts of the story he was talking about where it was it was it's a very very intense story. Like uh, he is like amazing. If I was a promoter, or even like a a movie maker, the movie rights itself, American immigrant fights his way out of Africa to France to become a boxer ends up getting into kickboxing and gets picked up for MMA and um, if, if you follow MMA if you follow fighting everybody knows that Francis Nugano has been very open and vocal about his contract and the amount of money that he's getting paid to be the great he's the greatest fighter on earth um, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because at the same time, these goofy YouTube fucking losers, two queer baits, man, a couple of faggots, right? <clears throat> They're blowing up in media and they're playing off of the concept that you guys think that we're Disney losers. And they're creating this thing called Triller. And they create, an, uh, you know, basically like a circus boxing extravaganza. It's pretty cool to me. And I only make fun of them because I make fun of all the people that I love. Uh, and basically, you know... They have created this concept that opened the eyes up to actual fighters in the UFC, real mixed martial artists, the best, the best of the best on this planet, that in one fight, boxers who are allowed to handle their own promotion, who they can talk to, work out their own deals, they make more in one fight than the entire UFC roster gets paid out in a year. And it's wild. It's wild, ladies and gentlemen, because the type of brutal, uh, the type of brutality that you put your body through in MMA is insane. Now, I know that uh, it's been proven scientifically that boxing is more dangerous. And I know that you take on a lot more head trauma in boxing. But, I mean, the broken bones, the arms, the holes, the... You know, the ACL tears, the tibias, like that all adds up. And hey, let me put it like this. Could you picture the president of the NFL speaking to the whole world saying, hey, you know what? Brain damage is just a part of it's a part of the job. Because your boy, Dana White, crack that whip, nigger. <laughs> uh, Dana White, he has said that. Anybody can find it online public fact checking dog so for this fight Francis it's interesting because he's in a very specific position that most fighters have never made it to so he loses to Stipe, I think, in 2017 or 18. Uh, his contract 
it goes all the way up till like basically blah 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 right so he, he skips a couple of fights and it uh, it increases his contract six months I think twice in a row and uh, the reason he skipped these fights I want to say by the way was because um, one he had to renew his visa at a specific time right so he told the UFC oh I have to go renew my visa uh, uh, before it runs out and the UFC says all right no problem but we get you another six months so that's like the type of brutal holds that Dana White solely has over his fighters you know and I don't know to me I don't like that personally but um anyways so <clears throat> Francis keeps renegotiating and um they keep pushing it back but and it eventually gets to this point where Francis who currently is the heavyweight champion of the world had to defend his belt against uh Cyril who is a French beast a Frenchman beast he's like a very very light-skinned looks like a biracial individual and uh he's bald he's he's 240 pounds but the man's the man looks bigger than Francis and the man moves like a man like a welterweight he moves like he's 190 pounds it's insane but anyways so this fight between these two individuals has put Francis up at a piece, a pivotal one, where <clears throat> he has literally one more fight under contract that he can or can't do, right? Uh, and I'm pretty sure that they want it to be John Jones. I know that every every all the talk if he was going to be doing it was going to be John Jones, right? And also Francis, he wants to box. He wants to be allowed to box in his contract, right? And um, I guess uh, big big dog Dana White said, "No go, nigga. Get back in the fields. None of that shit for you. All right? You're gonna stay in that UFC pin, and we're gonna break it down." No, I don't know exactly what he said, but Francis said. I don't think that's going to work today. Not today. Because I am in America. And Francis saw that Jake Paul, brah, fighting some washed up Woodley, play boxing in the ring. Bro, these niggas made money out the ass. Out the left side, out the right side, bro. Millions and millions of dollars. And you wonder how much Nuganu got paid for this fight? against zero, right? 500,000 flat, win or lose. Now, bonuses for certain types of knockouts and all that stuff is not even talked about, but guess what? I doubt that's even on the table because listen to this, right? The fight is phenomenal. It goes into five rounds. First two rounds, my man, Naganu, the beast, right? He's losing, I'm telling you. He's losing bad. And the guy comes into the ring with two knee braces on, right? And this isn't WWE, okay? If a guy's got knee braces on, that means one of his knees are fucked up. And he's trying to hide it. <clears throat> or no, he's trying to hide which one it is, so you gotta put two on. <clears throat> so the man's got a bad knee. And like I told you guys, Cyril, who's only 20 pounds lighter, moves like an angel. And in the first two rounds, Cyril's piecing him the hell up. Now, <clears throat> when I say that, not really like face shots, right? These big monsters, like, 
They don't really hit each other in the face like that. Um, unless they are, right? And it almost takes them out. Any Anytime someone gets popped on the chin by these giants. So we're talking like heavy body kicks, heavy leg kicks. Uh, you know, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's messing them up, right? He's doing good work. And, and the whole thing with Nagano, he's got the most like vicious knockouts we've ever seen. Like, I think on the planet, honestly, if I've ever seen. I mean, the way he knocks people's lights out, it's as if they're dead. But um, that's what his power move is. He's never really been a fast mover. <clears throat> Come to round three, right? <clears throat> Sorry, let me get a little sip of water, guys. Hey, if you like what's going on, by the way, like, share, subscribe, all right? So, third round comes around, and Cyril seems to still be doing his thing, right? I think maybe within the first minute, I can't really remember exactly, he pops him a real fast one, though. Pops Cyril, and it kind of moves him, shakes him a little bit. And then Cyril decides to go in for something that I thought he would have done earlier. He goes in for a leg sweep. Looks like ground game, gonna take him in, right? Doesn't work. And because Nuganu is just way more powerful that's the thing he's got that superhuman strength i mean he what he does he almost he taught he picks up and he f almost suplexes you know not a full suplex but he he completely grounds him fast dude slams him on his back has him down takes guard over position and i mean that's points that's heavy heavy points right so he does that he does that <clears throat> three times through the whole shebang, right? He dominates him overall, if you ask me. I mean, if it was like, if I think that's how UFC works because they got to do all this crazy stuff. You know, if you ask me who got, his, who got the most clean kicks and punches off, Cyril, right? But honestly, even there's times where Cyril went for an arm bar and he went for a leg bar and they were so clean because the man moves like he's a fucking dancer and uh he still couldn't get it because uh francis Dugano kept putting himself in the correct position he kept putting himself in the correct position and um it was fire man it was fire man i'm, I'm yelling i got this down though i hope it's not over stimulating for you guys but um overall francis wins right you guys know what i mean and uh you know, Dana, always and forever, uh, has put the belt on, you know, the new champ or the retaining champ or whatever, and Dana is gone, right? Dana's out the motherfucking, ladies and gentlemen, Dana's out the building, right? He's pissed, because we all know Dana's a classical puss, dude. Dana is a classic, a classic lifted truck guy. You know what I mean? We all know what I'm talking about. The ha The high lifted truck guy because he's got the small dick dude and it just like it makes him feel confident that's Dana right so this man he risked his contract he risked his like livelihood because if he would have lost this fight ladies and gentlemen he would not be valuable at all right because right now one of the best boxer or the best boxer on earth Tyson Fury uh, you know, over 300 pounds, 6'9", uh, the ugliest 
blobbiest guy you've ever seen in your life, just the greatest boxer ever, he wants to make that fight with him. And no one has ever been able to do shiznit because they're always in that contract with Dana White, except for Conor McGregor, who must have been... Somebody was blowing... So I don't think Conor would ever blow him. I think he must have was getting the blowjobs from Dana, getting banged, I don't know. But they got a little love affair where he could fight Floyd Mayweather, but that's a washed-up boxer. What we're talking about is a full-fledged champion fighting a right-now full-fledged champion crossover, dude. And Dana hates that shit. You want to know why? Because boxing promotions don't work that way, boy. Boxing promotions, you have a promoter. Or many. Or your own. Or whatever. But it's on you once you have your pro card. Nobody owns you, dude. Unless you start signing in contracts. Now, Dana White, he owns the whole sport of UFC. You know? Like, UFC... There is other ones, there's Bellator, there's this and that, it's all bullshit though. With boxing, it's the fighter. Because he keeps all the best fighters in the world in his stuff, guys. So right now, this giant, this man from Africa, this, this humble man, by the way, he is in one of the most fascinating positions ever, right? He is in a position where he can leave the UFC if Dana doesn't agree. You know what I'm saying? Dana's probably a racist bitch. Why do you do everything for fucking Connor? You don't do it. Want to do nothing? Because he thought he was getting you as a good ass nigga. But my man's talked to Mike Tyson. He fixed him up, dog. Sorry for yelling, guys. I know that doesn't sound good. I'm sorry, guys. But uh, yeah. So yeah. So, it's just a, it's a really exciting, it's a really exciting time for um, the sport, the fighting sport, you know? Because this guy just pivoted himself in a position where he's about to be a free agent and he can fight Tyson Fury. He's going to be the first free agent active to get out of the UFC at the exact right time to go make $500 million dollars to go make, uh, you know, $200 million HBO and make the big bucks. And um, I don't know, dude. Uh, probably not win at boxing. I don't know. I mean, if you can land one of those big bombs. I don't believe that Tyson will be able to survive those type of brutal bombs. If he can bomb them out, if he can learn to actually throw them and do the, the learn footwork and move around, you know what I'm saying? I would love to see that. Man, if he can learn, if he could go, he needs to go train with Cyril. Once he quits this, if he does, if he quits the UFC, he starts training for boxing, go train with Cyril. Because he moves how you need to move, man. I know you're not going to listen to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just some lowly, you know. Low, low level mother and YouTuber influencer comedian merchandise saleser but I mean it from the bottom of my heart Francis Nuganu if you get the opportunity keep taking risks 
because these risks have got you to the best position you've ever been to in your life. Go all in. Don't stay as a slave for the UFC. Make them do exactly what you want or walk. And we, as your fans, will support you. A hundred percent. We don't give a shit about the UFC. Honestly, I don't know anyone who gives a shit about the UFC. I don't know who's like, man, I love wearing my UFC gear. No one cares about them. But he houses you guys the best. The best in the world. And I don't know. It was a it was a phenomenal thing, and I really want to let my people know because you know some of my fighting videos are some of my highest you know hitting videos, and uh, it's inspiring. It's even inspiring if you're not into fighting. It's inspiring to see this guy who came from a different country and he fought to get here, and he came from a brutal area. Uh, Brutality built this humble giant who was being slaved out, like always though, like he does all of them, but decided to make some moves, talk to some older titans, some OGs in the game, and, and, and you know, now he's got wings, bro. To me, it's particularly, uh, particularly exciting so I've noticed that um, when I'm like looking through different data analytics and I'm looking at which videos are trending by numbers and whatnot you can see there has been a sharp sharp decline for um, impulsive and also for the whole Jake Paul um, you know thing Jake Paul loving thing and um it's funny because now I can see, and I'm sure as he can, because he's very smart, I'm sure he's watching it. You have put yourself into a bit of a pickle. You have to constantly be fighting or preparing for a fight for us to give a shit about you. And that is not good. Now, I'm sure you can see that you're retaining most or, you know, whatever your loyal capacity is. But I've seen over, like, 25,000 people per video of your videos lower. All the way up to sometimes even 300,000 lower. So you are only generating fat stacks when you're prepping for a fight. If it's all Kabuki Theater, how long? Oh, I think that you only really get a month, right? Is that how long we're on you for? One month leading in, one month leading out, I bet, though. Huh? Yeah. You know, that sucks, man. Because you guys, I, I, I mean, I think that Jake Paul... <laughs> you're kind of boring. I don't think that you are very entertaining. Like, because you're never really genuine. You always kind of, like, have this, f what feels, maybe it's real, fake-ass, you know, mask on, bro. You're not real-ass. You're fake-ass, bro. But your brother, 
a lot of times seems cool and real, a lot more real. Not like he's trying to, because you can really tell when he's faking it. It's not his strong suit. So when he's real, like you could really feel the genuine, <coughs> you know, this off him. So maybe take a, and, and I know his shit takes a dive too, because he gets, he gets bumped off you. Take a little page off of him. Try to be a little bit nicer, you know, and are a little bit more genuine. Maybe that's not nicer. Maybe that's being meaner, but just show your genuine you. You see, it's funny because I got I got a really close friend. His name is his name is Mitch the Jew. Check him out, actually. Check him out at Chop Talk on Spotify on YouTube soon, and also Mitch Levy three. Two one <coughs> on Twitch. Now let me tell you guys about Twitch, baby. My boy is in love with Twitch. It's his favorite thing on earth. So when I first told Mitch, right? Because I put Mitch on to Twitch, by the way. I first told him about it. He says, "Oh, fuck that shit. It's fucking gay." It's for gamer bitches, right? I'm like, oh my God, bro. <coughs> I show him a couple of videos. I go, oh, it's for gamers, dude. You know, I show him that Asmar stuff with the hot fucking ladies with their chichis out and they're like on the mic and all that nasty stuff, yeah. I show him that and sparks start flying in his head. The kid gets on there. He's been on ever since. So... He gets totally addicted to Twitch, right? And, and, and it's interesting because he had his like he had his like uh, settings too low, so there's a lot of younger people in his his chat, and you could tell by the way he spoke to people that that he was like changing, or he was being his real self, but it was through like a filter that I could see like someone would talk to mentally unstable people. You know what I mean? Like the teenage race of America right now. People that should be in like a fucking psych war. They should have like Demerol shot into the side of their neck. He's like, hi everyone. And welcome to Mitch's Twitches. Like it's like, <laughs> I swear to God, he's like, you know what guys? I'll be your friend. And if you need another friend, so will my girlfriend, Sarah. We're both your friends. And he's talking like in that type of speak, you know, that up speak, like kid dog. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What is going on? I can't do this shit. Because another thing is the guy's got views, right? The guy's got fucking views, right? Motherfucking eyes are at the fucking table. The dude's doing well. But, you know... A little of this, a little of that, a little spice, a little of this, a little of that, and change up, and uh, you know, we'll see how well we're doing now. But it was just hilarious to see him like, Hi, everyone, my name is Mitch, welcome, and like, be in this like hyped up state. I'm like, Bro, what about, I mean, tell us about abortions, you know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was like, Tell us about the American deficit. <laughs> How high is the HIV rate in fucking Canada? <laughs> you know, I was like, I can't do this fakey childhood adult, like, hello, how are you stuff, man? I can't, man. You know what I mean? I could not. But 
you guys don't have to worry about what I do on my Twitch because if you wanted to see my Twitch, you would have to go over there. You see, me, this is not ever going to be my Twitch content. I have separate content for separate type of viewers. Now, of course, if you want to go check it out, you can, and that's at the, uh, that's at uh, twitch.tv dot, or at Randy Savagery 92 all right? You go over, and that's when I was born, baby blue. You go over there, you check me out, you check that out, just know it's a totally different, it's a totally different bag, baby, you know? You know, if you go to my Facebook, you're gonna find a totally different bag there. I'm pushing content on every one of these motherfuckers. You feel me? But what sounds more fun to you guys? Huh? <laughs> Would you rather see me on five different shows, right? Different activities, totally different content. Or would you rather just see me on five different channels, but it's the same show? You know? Ha <laughs> ha. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for the Randy Savage Show. Make sure to like, make sure to share, and please make sure to subscribe to the Randy Savage Show. Also, go check out Chop Talk. That's right, check out Chop Talk. That's on Spotify. That's on YouTube, coming very soon. Also, check out Mitch Levy, uh, 321, right? Twitch, Twitch, baby. But... If you go there, I think that's the same thing as Chop Talk now. I'm not sure. I don't know how that all works. You're going to have to check it out. So, peace.